When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is the More Money Show. This is Steve Moore, the host of uh, this show. I've been doing the show now for over a year and a half. Thank you, by the way, for those who are regular listeners to our show on WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio show in America. I'm sorry, the number one talk radio station. I'd love to be the number one talk radio show, uh, but I am so privileged to be on a station with people like Judge Janine and my buddy Larry Kudlow and so many incredible people. John Katz, I hope you listen to his show uh, on the weekday uh, afternoons. Um, it is an incredible lineup that this station has. And so we're on every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm, I know we have many affiliates around the country that listen in as well. We get callers all the way down to Georgia and all the way up to Maine. And so, and by the way, uh, where I live, it is an absolutely gorgeous Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon in the summer. And I hope you get out and enjoy this really nice weather. It's it's actually cooled off. And so usually we're in the 90s or 100s and, and we've got uh, beautiful weather along the East Coast today. So um, get out, enjoy the sunshine and the fresh air uh, and no more lockdowns, right? No more curfews, no more stay at home orders. Um, so... I'm angry. I'm not in a good mood this week. I hate to say this, uh, despite the beautiful weather, because I am sickened by this new spending bill that passed that they they have the chutzpah, the nerve to call an Inflation Reduction Act. They actually I don't think they even believe this themselves, but they say a bill that spends seven hundred and fifty billion dollars more money. This if you add it all up, by the way. Um, since Biden came into office, when you add this bill, on top of the normal $6 trillion budget that we have, which is an atrocity in and of itself that we spend and borrow so much money, they've, they've, they've now put $4 trillion on top of that. These guys won't stop. They believe in a theory called modern monetary theory. I debated an economist at Baird College the other day. And this woman, she's an economist. She's a PhD economist. She said we can spend and spend and spend and borrow and borrow whatever we want because when we spend a dollar in Washington, we just give that dollar to somebody so it just recirculates in the economy. How stupid is that? I mean, yeah, you. the only way the government can spend a dollar is to take a dollar from someone. So what the government is essentially doing is taking a dollar, by the way, via the IRS, which they've just expanded, and that dollar comes from people who are productive and working, and they give that dollar to less productive sources. That's the ruin to economic. That's the road to economic ruin. So you're going to take it from businesses and workers and you give it to people who are not working. 
you know, because we spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars in all of these giveaway programs. We're going to take money in this bill from our incredibly productive drug industry and our pharmaceutical industry that comes up with incredible cures uh, for terrible diseases and, and painkillers that, that, uh, that are really important. And we're going to give that uh, hundreds of billions of dollars from the productive drug industry, which, by the way, don't forget, was which, which is how we had Operation Warp Speed. And we're going to give that to the green energy industry, which produces almost nothing. <laughs> we don't get, we have hardly any of our energy in this country comes from windmills and solar panels. I think the latest number was about five or 6% of our energy, despite tens and tens and tens and tens of billions of dollars we've given to this industry. And we're going to take money away from the coal and oil and gas industry where we get 75% of our energy and we're going to give it to the non-productive. Well, that, that's the height of stupidity. I mean, you're going to bankrupt this country if you keep doing this. And one of the things I'm going to get into later in the show, by the way, I'm very, you've got to stay for the whole show today because I'm really pleased to announce that my guest today is going to be the great Steve Forbes, uh, who you all know ran for president and was the pioneer of the flat tax and social security privatization and term limits and uh, all of medical savings accounts, all the things that would really turn our country around. He was a big advocate before anybody else was of school choice so that parents could send their kids to the school that they want. So stay tuned because uh, at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to have a, a long interview with Steve Forbes because he is so knowledgeable uh, about the, he's a giant in the intellectual field when it comes to economics and business. And so uh, anyway, one of the things that we talk about, we're going to talk about in our interview is that I'm going to ask him about this new study by Larry Lindsay, who's one of the top economists, who says that, um, and this is really frightening, folks. This should scare you. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't like to usually scare people, but there is an axis of evil that is developing around the world and that is growing in influence and impact uh, and military might and energy might. And that axis of evil, get ready for this. I think you all probably know where I'm headed with this. Number one, China. We all know that China is a sinister country that is trying to take over the world uh, and impose its communist uh, rule over all, all the people of the world. The second part of this axis of evil is Russia. And we've seen what's happening in Ukraine. We've seen what uh, is happening with uh, Vladimir Putin. This is an evil man. And we are funding him by shutting down American oil and gas. So he's taking over the oil and gas market. And the third uh, kind of part of the triangle of the axis of evil is Iran. Iran is, again, becoming a military and economic and environmental uh, and an energy threat. They have a lot of oil and gas, and they are a sinister force as well. And it's because under Joe Biden in 18 months, we have given up our leadership in oil, gas, and coal. So what's happened is um, Iran and other OPEC countries are trying to retake over the um, oil industry. Russia, which has oil, but also a lot of natural gas, wants to take over the natural natural gas industry that it pipelines into places like Europe and China. And then China has ambitions to take over the coal industry because we're not producing coal anymore, even though we have 500 years worth of coal, and even though we have the cleanest coal in the world. So think about this. China, Russia, 
Iran are going to have control of the power while we play around with windmills and solar panels and sun panels. Come on. <laughs> Grow up, people. I'm talking about the politicians. Grow up. We're not going to power a $25 trillion economy with windmills and solar panels. That's ridiculous. We're not going to be able to convert all the cars to electric vehicles, batteries. Where are we going to get the batteries <laughs> from China? I mean, none of this makes any sense. And it is so devious. And it is almost, I mean, I'm always asked this question about whether I think the Democrats are doing this intentionally to destroy our country. I don't think it's intentional. I think they're just misguided. But when I look at this bill, I'm not so sure about it. Why would you want to dismantle America's energy sources? Why would you want to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to harass Americans? Why not just make the tax system simple? I'm going to talk to Steve Forbes about that. If we had a simple tax system that people understood, we would need half as many agents as we have right now. And yes, we want to uh, capture the tax cheats, the people who cheat on their taxes, but they're going to go after honest people. They're going to go after hardworking small businesses, men and women. They're going to go after middle class people. They're not going to go after the rich. They're not going to go over the big corporations. They already have their armies of tax lawyers and accountants. So I'm, I'm fed up with that. I think the idea that this is going to lower the budget deficit? No, it's not. No, it's not. When you have all this extra spending, that is going to mean the deficit's going to be higher, not lower. They're using fantasy numbers in terms of how much of their money they're going to raise. They think they're going to raise like $80 billion from all these additional IRS agents. But what about the cost to the private sector of going through these audits? They don't even count that. That doesn't count to these people. They don't care. They use intimidation to get money out of people. And they're going to use guns and ammunition. Why does the IRS need guns? I asked this question last week. I've never gotten a good answer. Why do they need guns? Why do they need ammunition? Why do they need military vehicles? They're not a police force. They, and it's laughable. The Democrats say, oh, this is, this is here to help assist, assist. I'm using that word in quotes, taxpayers. No, they're not. You call the, the 1-800-HELPLINE at, at the IRS, you get a busy signal. They only answer one in five of the, of the questions. And most of the time, if you even get through, guess what? They give you the wrong answer. Because even the IRS, people don't understand the tax code. <laughs> so we are building, digging ourselves into a deep, deep ditch here. And it is time for us to stand out and stand up as Americans and, and raise your voices again. Now, this has been signed into law, but we need to, can you believe this? Joe Biden's going to have a victory tour around the country in a couple of weeks. Oh, what a wonderful thing this is. We've raised taxes by $700 billion. We've raised spending by $750 billion. We're going to hire IRS agents. Yay. Hooray. Ticket to parade down Madison Avenue. That's their attitude that somehow this is something that's going to help the economy. Now I got a break in a minute. Uh, and I'm going to bring on my friends, uh, Ryan and Bob Payne, to talk about the financial situation. But before I do, I'm going to tell you, folks, we really need people to shout it out that this bill is, is devious. It is going to hurt the economy. It is going to play into the hands of our enemies. And there is no place for higher taxes on our small businesses and our, and our manufacturers. I thought we wanted to bring jobs back to the United States. That's what we did under Trump. Make America Great Again was lowering taxes on American businesses. This bill doesn't raise taxes on China. It doesn't raise taxes on India or Mexico or uh, Russia. It raises tax on our own companies. 
That's economic masochism. Are they trying to destroy jobs here in America so that more of the jobs and factories can go to Mexico and China and Russia? It seems like that's exactly the purpose of this bill. I am angry. I'm usually a happy warrior, but I'm not a happy warrior right now. I'm disgusted by what Washington has done. These Democrats, they, they, what about unifying the country? Remember, unity. That's what, what Biden said. I'm going to unify the country. And virtually every bill he's passed has been with only Democrat votes. Not one Republican voted for this bill. Thank God it was passed by every single Democrat. There's no moderates left in the Democratic Party. It's a donut party. There's no middle left. And I don't say that with any glee. So we have our work for cut, cut out for us. We have to remember this in November, what these people have done. And if possible, we have to get them out of office. And one last thing before I break, why is New York still under emergency orders from COVID. COVID is over. When is the governor going to give up these extraordinary powers? Um, It should have been done six months ago. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. I'll be back in less than one minute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. I am Steve Moore. And as I mentioned earlier, I am really thrilled to um, introduce our next guest, uh, the the great Steve Forbes, who is a great dear friend, but also is a uh, an, has had an amazing impact on economic policy for the last 25, 30, 35 years. Uh, he ran for president twice. And though he did not win, he did not become president, I've always said that there's very few candidates for president who's made such an impact on policy. He was one of the first um, advocates of school choice. He was one of the first advocates of the flat tax. He was one of the first advocates of personal accounts for Social Security. He was one of the first advocates of term limits, which I'm still very much in favor of as he is. So, Steve, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. (laughs) We still have a big fight to go. (laughs) Boy, do we. (laughs) Boy, do we. So let's get right down to it. Um, I'm heartbroken, as you are, about another massive uh, near trillion dollar spending bill passing um, in the House and Senate and being signed into law this week. And um, it's interesting what people are angry about. Let's start with the thing that I think I'm finding that Americans are just furious about, which is the 87,000 new IRS agents. And you and I wrote a piece um, last week for the New York Post arguing that maybe we should just make the tax system much more comprehensible and simpler with lower tax rates, get rid of all the deductions, make it easy for people to comply with the tax code, and we wouldn't need the 87,000 agents we have now, let alone another 87,000 agents. Well, this uh, bill, as you know, and you've been uh, fighting it and others have, is probably one of the most destructive pieces of legislation we've had in recent American history. Uh, let's start with let's start with the IRS. That is pure intimidation. Those right. eighty-seven thousand agents, you know, they're going to be judged by how much money are you raising, and we all know, despite the lies from the Biden administration, that the money's a big chunk of the money is going to come from the middle class 
and from uh, business owners, especially uh, business people who have pass-throughs. And we know what the drill is. They go and they will find something. When you have a 10 million word uh, tax code and all the attendant regulations, they can find anything. But what they're going to do is they're going to go after people who can't hire lawyers, who can't hire a lot of accountants to defend themselves. And so they're going to say, have we got a deal for you? You know, sort of Tony Soprano and the IRS. Right, right, right. And, 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 and they're going to say, well, for $800 or 1500 or 2000 you know, it's going to cost you that much to defend this thing. Right. Why don't we just settle up? And so yeah. people who have done nothing really wrong or you have a real uh, genuine dispute, given the ambiguity of the code, are going to say, yeah, I better write a check for two or three or 4000 get these people right. out of my hair. And yeah. it's not just the money that these people, that these uh, new extortionists are going to be uh, taking. Yeah. It's the amount of time and effort and anxiety yeah. that these individuals and these business people are going to be focusing on this uh, shakedown rather than expanding their businesses, thinking of how to improve their careers. So it's a killer on all aspects. It takes resources from the people and it hurts uh, and it hurts uh, the economy and it makes America uh, more of an oppressive place. I can't imagine uh, that we would have this kind of really a shakedown police force letting loose on the American people like locusts armed with machine guns. Isn't it true? And, you know, I was reading this legislation. By the way, I don't think any member of Congress actually read this 800 page uh, monstrosity. No, I didn't. I have to no, confess, I didn't true. read the I didn't read the whole thing, but I did read the um, the uh, part about the IRS. And by the way, this is almost comical, Steve. The first half of the IRS section about how how these people are going to be here to help you. They're going to help you fill out your tax forms and so on. Well, actually, it turns out 5% of the money is for taxpayer assistance, and the other 95% is to, uh, is to hunt people down and to, uh, and to hassle them. But what's really interesting about the, the legislation is it talks explicitly about where they think the tax gap is, and they say that's with subchapter S corporations. Those are, by definition, Steve, small businesses. And when I talk to small businessmen and women, because they are hopping mad about this, they say they don't understand the tax code. They do the best they can, but it's so damn complicated that they don't even know what they owe. No, and the thing is the IRS agents don't know and won't know. (laughs) Right, Because, uh, you know, you, when you call the IRS hotline, uh, which they answer about one at a time, uh, <laughs> right. they, 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 they give you often the wrong information. So, I, you know, you're exactly right. But let's get to this point about why does it have to be so damn complicated? I mean, I had a my wife and I had a tax lien against us for several tens of thousands of dollars that we said we didn't owe. The IRS said we did owe it. And, you know, it, it, what happened was exactly what you just said, Steve, that my tax accountant and, and my lawyer both said, we think that you're right, Steve. We don't think you owe them this money, but you're probably better off just paying it because it's going to cost you so much. And in tax court, Steve, um, as as you may or may not know, you're essentially guilty until you prove yourself innocent. Having a little bit trouble with the audio with Steve. Uh, Steve, can you hear me? Uh- I can hear you. Yes. Yeah, um, we're, we're uh, fading in, but yeah, I mean, how can how can we allow that to happen? Where you know that you don't have rights in tax court, and the government can actually stick its hand right into your bank account and take money out. 
they, they, they can freeze you. They can uh, put liens on you. And so uh, and uh, people are going to have to hire more lawyers, more accountants. And, and, so, and, and it's just a, a travesty. Yeah. Now, the solution, which you've really pioneered, and I've been a, uh, you know, an, an echo chamber, as, as Larry Kudlow and Art Laffer and others, is something really simple. You, you ran on this uh, 20-some years ago for president, maybe 25 years ago. Why can't we just have a simple code? This new bill, by the way, adds hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new pages of tax code that's incomprehensible. Well, that's right. And all these new tax credits and the loan guarantees and everything else distort the economy. And so uh, what I think we're going to see ultimately happen, hopefully after 2024, is what happened back in 1986 when uh, we cleaned out the tax code of a lot of tax uh, uh, shelters and the like, you know, for zebras and boxcars and everything else. (laughs) Right. In in, in, in exchange for lower tax rates. So why not go for a low single rate, generous exemptions, you know, the flat tax plan I had, your first $52,800 of salary for a family of four, free of federal income tax. Yeah. No tax on savings, only 17% above that. But you know why they keep doing this? You know why they keep cluttering the code? It's about why? power. Of course. I, I've always said, Steve, that the you know the epicenter of, we call Washington the swamp. And the swamp really is, is about the tax code because that's why you have these swarms of lobbyists, legislators, um, you know, they make so much money and, and, you know, the corporate lobbyists make a lot of money just lobbying on this stuff to be carved out. I love the fact, by the way, that they say they're going to make every every corporation pay its fair share with a minimum tax. But the green energy lobby is exempt from the minimum tax. Well, and uh, the so-called minimum tax is based on uh, companies uh, actually uh, uh, taking advantage or uh, complying with the law. On depreciation schedules, uh, and uh, and uh, so you have uh, on the one hand a book accounting where uh, you have uh, generally accepted accounting principles, right? They comply with the tax. So when you take advantage of these things, you know, like accelerated depreciation or something like right. that, the so-called minimum tax, and we shouldn't overlook. What Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, and others are doing in terms of trying to get a global minimum tax where American companies overseas are going to be taxed. And uh, Yellen says, well, we should uh, pass taxes here because otherwise you're going to pay it overseas anyway. I mean, it's just as outrageous. It might be that she understands that with all these new policies, American companies are going to move overseas and they're going to take their jobs with them after, you know, under the Trump tax plan, which you had a big hand in. We brought a lot of that capital back by lowering the rates and making us more competitive. To me, this just makes American companies less competitive and it makes our adversaries like China and um, uh, Russia and other countries more competitive because we've fallen into this trap. Yes, and you, the, the world would should want America to be strong, strong economy. You know, that's how we won the Cold War in the 1980s with the huge Reagan tax cuts and reforms like 1981 and 1986, the other pro-commerce things that he did. 
-hmm. and you combine it with a major military buildup, which we need, by golly, uh, the Soviet Union collapsed. We won the Cold War, which we were told by experts was impossible. <laughs> right, right. And we've got to do we've got to do that again. Strong America means a safe world. So, uh, I, well put. And I want to I want to hold you over for a minute or two more. I know I've, uh, I don't want to abuse your time, but you've you've uh, made so many great points. And one one thing I wanted to point out, and I'd get, like your reaction to this, Steve, is that you know they have all of these subsidies to make. Um, you know, get people to buy electric vehicles. And they're practically paying people to buy electric vehicles, although you may have seen the electric vehicle industry raise their prices just as they're offering these tax credits. But what, what is even more kind of comical, I don't know if to laugh or to cry, you know, they had a provision in the in that bill that said, well, the, the, the electric vehicles have to be built with American parts. And then the, the, the lobby for the electric vehicle industry said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Guess what? You know where those, uh, you know where those batteries are made, Steve? China. <laughs> so it turned out 85% of the cars weren't eligible for the tax credits. And so now they have to sort that out. I mean, it's so typical of the stupidity of government, but I want to, um, there is a really great piece by, uh, someone who you're, very familiar with, and I am a friend of ours, Larry Lindsay, who was on the Federal Reserve Board. And he had a chilling piece that he put out in his newsletter about how um, the result of this bill and what's happening in the world is that we are ceding our energy control, because this is a bill that is an assault against American oil and gas and coal, which is where 75% of the energy comes from. And Larry talks about how there is a new axis of evil. And that axis of evil is China. Russia, and the third uh, uh, axis is Iran. And he makes this point that China is building 50 new massive coal plants. They're going to be producing five times as much coal as we are. He talks about how Russia and Iran want to take over the oil and gas markets. And it see, this seems very dangerous to me. You talked about the Cold War and how Reagan won by building up our economy. I'm afraid that we are ceding control of the world energy markets to our enemies in this bill. Well, and needlessly so. Uh, in terms of coal, we're now we're developing technology uh, to make for a cleaner coal uh, uh, in various ways. And so uh, we should be a huge coal exporter. Uh, we have, by the way, Steve, the we, have the we have the cleanest coal in the world. And we have the cleanest uh, oil and gas compared yes. to Russia and some other places. Right. And so uh, we, we, we should be an energy provider to the world. And this gets to one of our strengths, uh, at least we have it so far, is that unlike just about any other country in the world, in America, private citizens are allowed to own the minerals underground. That's in right. other countries, you don't. You can own the land, but not the minerals. So you have this travesty like of Europe and Britain, a lot of uh, natural gas that they could uh, be getting out of the ground through fracking and other technologies. Mm -hmm. But it yep. just remains there because they don't do it. Whereas if individuals could do it, that's why we have a thriving wildcat industry in this country. Exactly. That's how we develop fracking, because of uh, the non-biggies, the, the real entrepreneurs found a way 
to extract that natural gas in a way that had never been done before economically. Well, Steve, it it just breaks my heart that we're ceding control. We should be the world leader in all. And we were under Trump, and now we're giving that up for windmills. And (laughs) I don't see how we're going to fund, you know, a $22 trillion economy with windmills. I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. By the way, uh, my guest, the, the gentleman you've been listening to, of course, is the great Steve Forbes, who, by the way, is a co-partner of mine in the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And I hope you will get our hotline, uh, which is free. Just go to our website. And um, Steve, thanks so much for joining this this afternoon. I hope you have a great weekend and keep up the good work. We need your voice so, so much more now more than ever. Uh, Steve Forbes, thanks so much for joining. Thank, thank you. And we'll keep up the good fight. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention your new book, which is Inflation, which is a great read. You can read that book in about three nights. And it is a, it is the best explanation of how we have let prices get out of control. You're listening to WABC Talk Radio. This is the More Money Show, and I will be right back. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits only $99 this month. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of Dreams, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ snapped their four-week winning streaks as minutes from the Federal Reserve's July meeting and comments from St. Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard indicated that the central bank would likely continue hiking rates in the near term putting a damper on investors' expectations. But this week was the exception. Of late, there's been more to be optimistic about. After its worst first half of the year in decades, the S&P 500 index has climbed 15% from its mid-June low. The NASDAQ has rallied 20% in the past two months, 
putting it in a new bull market, despite a 2.6% decline for the week. The Dow is up 14% from its June low after a two-tenths of 1% dip. Riskier and more speculative pockets of the market have led the rally, which has coincided with a decline in bond yields. The Russell 2000 has gained 22% in the past eight weeks, while the technology and consumer discretionary sectors have led the S&P 500. Now, the Spider S&P Biotech Exchange Traded Fund, symbol XBI, is up a whopping 40% since mid-June. Now, the big winners in our portfolio continue to be commodities up 21% and energy pipelines up huge 26% year to date. Now, the extreme pessimism of the first half of 2022 seems a distant memory. The Russia-Ukraine war, inflation, disappointing earnings, a hawkish Federal Reserve recession has become nothing more than background noise. The narrative has definitely shifted to more positive developments. Solid employment, peak inflation, stronger than feared second quarter earnings, a pullback in commodity prices, positive trends in the supply chain, all positive catalysts that have boosted investor sentiment. No surprise here, as I've often said, news doesn't make the market, the market makes the news. From a technical analysis perspective, most markets are now trading at or just slightly below their 200 day moving average. So it may take some time for most of the markets to break through. The S&P 500 200 day moving average stands around 4231. Now 4231 on the S&P marks the 50% retracement of the January June bear market decline. As I noted last week, since 1950, the S&P 500 after falling 20% or more on a closing basis has never retraced more than 50% of that decline and then gone on to make a lower low. Now, if we go on to make a lower low, it would be the first time since 1950. And while markets can do anything, history is now in the market's favor. So for now, buy the dips and enjoy the rips. Hey, my son, Ryan, and I, we have 68 years of combined industry experience in building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you need to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist of Payne Capital Management. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States. It's time for our finance uh, segment where we talk about what is happening in the stock market, what is happening with people's money and how you can make more money. And so I always turn to two of my favorites in the business. Uh, both Ryan and uh, 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 Bob Payne are absolutely fantastic. They give great advice. I listen to them intently every week, and I hope that you take their advice too. And by the way, they provide a, a free consultation, which is an incredible offer, and we'll talk to you a little bit about that uh, in a few minutes. But first of all, uh, gentlemen, uh, I hope you're having a great weekend. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Steve. Be here, good Steve. to be here. All right. So I've been chomping at the bit to talk to you because there's again, so much, so <laughs> much news. And I want to start with this one because I'm getting a lot of calls from people uh, who are concerned about the housing market. 
And we've seen, uh, I think this was the fifth straight month of declining sales of new homes. Uh, And so I wonder, should I be nervous? I'm a homeowner, actually. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of equity in our home, (laughs) as I think a lot of Americans do. What would you guys say is the state of the housing market right now? And is there a lot of people are concerned about a bubble? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Steve. I mean, the Federal Reserve... Uh, Jay Powell, the chairman, has done, I think, a phenomenal job. I mean, the whole idea was to uh, hit the brakes on a, on a red-hot economy. And I think the best indication that he's having success is the housing market. Now, housing mm-hmm. slowed down, right? Housing starts are down. Prices have come down. But they're way up over the, the last three years. Right. So I <laughs> right. think it's a good yep. sign, not a bad sign. So you do, know, you expect, uh, do you expect interest rates on mortgages to continue to rise or to level out? What is your best uh, thoughts about that? Well, as I always joke, my crystal ball broke like 20 years ago and I got into business, unfortunately. (laughs) I think you had a pretty good one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I mean, I think we, you know, we could be at the the upper range. I mean, remember, we've had a huge move in interest rates and the interest rates have moved or mortgage rates have moved ahead of the Fed. So, you know, we were closer to 3% at the beginning of the year. We're over 5% now. So, yeah. you know, I'm hard pressed to think we're going to go astronomically higher here. Um, you know, but to Bob's well, point, what would you I mean, say? What would you say would be like the upper bound? How high do you think they could go? Do you think we're maybe, looking at six percent rate, seven percent or less? Yeah, I think between five and six percent is probably the new normal, okay. um, which is Got still it. historically not crazy. Yeah. Like you can tell me about right. the 80s. You know, yeah. what mm. rates were like then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So on a historical basis, it's not, you know, it's not like we're at the upper range. And I also think, right, you know, kind of right. Bob's point there is things have slowed, but man, demand is going to remain tight just because of demographics, which we talked about a lot. There's just too many millennials out there that want housing, need housing. And we've just undersupplied the market now for over a decade. And that's just a right. huge tailwind, uh, kind of a floor under the market per se. Yeah. Are you both in agreement on that? Yeah, I think the bond market is telling us a different story than than you know what we're hearing on the financial press. Uh, you know, we had rates spike all the way up to three and a half percent on the ten year, which is what mortgages are usually based on. And you know, even today with the bond market down uh, today, the rates are only two point nine percent. We're not even back to that three and a half percent. So, I think the bond market, right, and I think bond investors uh, are the smartest investors in the world. Right. And I think they're telling us that inflation's coming down, Steve. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, right? right. We haven't, right. we may have seen peak inflation. Nobody knows. But I think yeah. the bond market's telling us inflation's moderating. And as a result, I think you're going to see rates come down sooner than later. So when you were talking about the, the rates, you're talking about the 10 year treasury, which is right now, it's, it's close to three, isn't it? What's that yep. rate latest? That right rate. now, right now, as we speak, it's two point nine seven six. So okay. just about that's pretty three. much right at three three percent, and yes. that is up a lot from where it was. It was at one point one percent, but but that's still historically really low. I mean, I'm old enough, and Bob, I think you are too. We're, we remember the seventies. Ryan's way too young <laughs> for that, but but I remember when I was working at a bank in, in 1981, and you know people were that you could get you know CDs at you know 10 percent interest rates at back then. So the world has changed a lot. And you're right that these you know to, to young people a five or six percent mortgage may seem like a lot, but we've seen 16 percent mortgage rates. So uh, so you're not too concerned about a crash in the in the housing market. No, yeah, I'm not. I think 2009. It, no, okay. it's not. And, now, and, let, and there's not the leverage here. People have been buying homes for cash. They're not leveraged out They're You know, they're not going to be forced to sell. OK, now let's turn to another really important sector, which 
is, of course, the uh, which has been a roller coaster ride, which has been the technology stocks. And uh, the first half of the year, they just got crushed, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. huge, huge reductions in valuations. But they've been making a big comeback. Will that continue? Well, my belief is that, you know, in every bear market, which we had a bear market, uh, leadership changes. And, it, it you know, tech is always going to be there. Growth is going to be there. But I think it's value's time to shine. Most of the value stocks that we invest in are at or near where they started for the year. So not even down now. Right. Um, and, you know, Steve, I love dividends. So I love total return anyway. So I'm an old dog who loves to invest in growth <laughs> and income. So right. I'm not going to make a big bet on anything. But I, I love blue chips. And what about so, uh, Ryan? Do you are you there as well? Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree with that. And I think it's yeah. important right now because we look at like 50 portfolios a month. We probably see uh-huh. more of what our competitors on Wall Street are doing than everybody. And I can right. tell you, listeners out there, you're probably still overweighted to growth, tech, disruptive technology, and most of you need to rebalance your portfolio, reconfigure it. Because the next 10 years are probably not going to look like the last 10 years. And I think we all agree here. We think, yes, inflation probably will come down, but it's probably going to be a lot higher the last the next 10 years than it was the last 10 years. Right, and that right. means that yeah. the same portfolio is not going to work. I think it's a really critical point. So what are the best, you know, given that, I agree with you. I think we've, we've capped out on inflation, although I think it's still going to be high. I don't think we're going to see, you know, 10% interest rate, I mean, uh, inflation rates again, although... Who knows? I mean, it's an uncertain world, that's for sure. But uh, assuming that we have a higher regime of interest rates above the, you know, the two to three percent target the Fed has, um, how do you protect yourself against that? Well, the only way to protect yourself against volatility is to diversify the living daylights out of your portfolio, <laughs> right. spread it across right. asset <laughs> classes and within asset classes. You know, I got to tell you, Steve, there's a lot of FOMO out there right now. People who maybe did panic out in January when the market went down, didn't panic back in in June when we were at 3,666 on the S&P. They're sitting there thinking, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should be invested. And I think it's easier to stay invested, rebalance your portfolio with cash flow than it is to try and time bull or bear markets, whatever you want to call them. Are there particular sectors of the economy that look good to you? I'm kind of interested in what's happening with retail. Uh, it seems like the uh, the big you know retailers, um, whether it's uh, Walmart or uh, Target or um, you know the big ones like Amazon, they've kind of been bouncing around, and and uh, and so I'm wondering if uh, if those are still good buys. Yeah, I mean we own it. We own it in our portfolios. We own everything in our portfolios, and I think that the key there is you know you've seen a big shift in consumer behavior, right? We went from sitting inside buying goods. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we're going out, we're going out to eat, we're going on trips, and obviously that hurt their bottom lines a lot, and they've repriced dramatically. But you got to remember, like, if you're a Walmart, you're a Target, these guys are so good at supply chains, at changing their inventories. So I think they, they saw their pain, no pun intended, they took their pain, um, and I think they will reconfigure, uh, you know, to, to really be in line with where demand's going to be. So I think that they probably are a good buy here. I mean, Walmart, believe it or not, crazy enough, is almost up for the year. It's only down a couple percent now, um, you know, because, again, they're they're very good at sensing where the consumer's going to be. So I, I think, you know, there are all good buys here. Um, but, again, you want to diversify your portfolio over all those different asset classes. You know, so I'm talking to Bob here. and Ryan Payne, who are two of the best in the business at Payne Capital Management, Uh Gentlemen, why don't you give out that? Because you have that free consultation offer, offer which people swoop up. So, c- can you give that uh, 800 number so people can call for that? 
Yep, we keep 10 slots open during the show. If you have a million dollars saved for retirement at 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692. We keep 10 slots open for the whole show if you saved over a million dollars for retirement. That's a pretty good offer. So uh, let's just end this but by asking about one of the, the big question mark industries, which it, which was impacted you know, greatly by this legislation that was signed into law this week by President Biden, which is this uh, this um, infl- what they call the Inflation Reduction Act. I call it the Inflation Accelerator. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but one of the big one of the big industries that really is influenced by this is the energy industry. And I get a lot of questions from our audience about, did I get out of fossil fuels? Should I get out? You know, I mean, if you look at the last year or so, you know, you look at uh, Exxon, Chevron, ConocoPhillips, they've done incredibly well, way, way above the rest of the market. Uh, but but this bill invests a lot in the green energy. So how do you how do you navigate that? Well, Steve, I know I'm going to be taking a vacation. Oh, Ryan's going to be taking a vacation. I'm sure you are. You know, we got this uh, revenge spending after getting out of COVID. And I'm <laughs> right. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure whether it's an airplane or a cruise ship or a car, we're going to be burning carbon. So, yeah, yeah maybe right. green energy is the wave of the future. But for the next three months to five years, we're going to be burning a lot of oil. It's a great place to be. Cheap, good earnings yeah, and big dividends. Cheapest stocks in the market. If you're not long, stay long. Don't be wrong. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, maybe 10, 20 years down the road, we might be making a big shift, but not not, not anytime soon. Um, well, gentlemen, that's a great analysis. And we will be right back with the More Money Show on Talk Radio WABC. Yeah, and if you're thinking of yourself right now, you could use a full review of your portfolio, what you're doing, making sure you're financially independent for retirement. Here's your shot to do it. We literally keep 10 slots open during the whole show. If you've saved over a million dollars for retirement, Bob and I will run for you our famous total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review where we literally look at everything. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture, and we're going to hone in on every single financial issue you have you need to address today. We're going to look at an income plan. Do you have an income plan for retirement? How are you going to draw from your portfolio? We're going to put together a full income plan. Look at how you should take Social Security. Well, there's lots of t- ways to take Social Security. Only one right way for you. And we're going to show you how to draw from your portfolio so you don't run out of money factoring in inflation. It's a comprehensive income plan so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard here as markets are selling off? Have you felt the volatility? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money as inflation is at a 40-year high, paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you products with high fees. They're very tax inefficient on those annuities, mutual funds, life insurance products, brokerage products. We're going to show you how to reduce all the costs on your portfolio, those hidden costs you don't see, and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're going to give you our full tax playbook to make sure you're optimizing your portfolio for taxes. Then we're going to tie it all together in one total financial master plan. We literally have 10 slots left if you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. All you need to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844 pl 
A-N-N-Y-C. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. There's strings attached, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob. You know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. You know, we're a boutique firm. We manage over a billion dollars that we oversee and we manage at our firm. And, you know, we've been running financial plans now for a long time <laughs> for a lot of different families. And when you get these times of volatility and a lot of uncertainty, you know, what we found is you need to have a more common sense uh, investment strategy. And I know when the headlines are always telling you it's the end of the world, as you like to say, Bob, it, you know, the world doesn't end very often. Um, you know, it's important to continue in saving, investing, stick to your plan, no matter what the market's doing. So I thought we could talk about some of those rules that we follow when we implement financial plans for our clients. You know, right? I don't call them rules. I call it common sense, right? It's like, don't confuse me with facts, right? I like emotions. I like volatility. I like things going all over the place. And, you know, and let's be fair. I don't blame anyone who's an investor, you know, for being nervous after what's happened, you know, in our investing lifetime, right? We, you know, we weren't around for the crash in 29, but we had two back-to-back 50% declines in the market within a seven-year period. And yeah, you know, that, that scares the daylights out of people. It really does. And I think what the problem too is the media, you know, the financial media loves to create these dire predictions that like the, the world's going to end, everything's going to go down, everything's so bad. And the irony is, and no one talks about this, stocks usually go up. It's something like 70% of the time markets actually go higher. So the odds that you're going to get this big, you know, tumultuous crash is actually in the minority of the time, right? It's not that often that occurs. Yet if you watch the media, you would think that there's a new crash around the corner like every single day. Yeah, well, you know, that's a that's a rule from the Bobism, right? Uh, every dip, every decline, every drop in the stock market in history, in your lifetime, your parents' lifetime, your grandparents' lifetime, your great-grandparents' lifetime, every single one was temporary, and they were always followed by all-time record highs, right? In other words, market most of the time ends up going up. And it's a good thing to remember as you're building your plan for financial independence or retirement. And I think, you know, the really important part about that is you can't control what's going to happen next in the markets either, right? So to think like, oh, I'm going to go to cash here and be defensive and earn nothing on my money, or I'm going to get more aggressive now because I think the market's going to go higher. You know, it's a fool's errand, right? Because that's not something you can control. We don't know the market's going to go up and down. And that's why when you're building your portfolio for retirement, you want to make investing more like a discipline than trying to predict what's going to happen next. Because last time I looked, it's pretty hard to do next to impossible, really. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, and last week, I'm sorry you missed it, but, you know, Uncle Al was down for his vacation. We're hanging out on the deck, looking at a beautiful sunset. And I said, uh, he said, Bob, do you think this market will go down much more? And I said, I hope so. I hope it goes to zero. <laughs> and he says, what do you mean it goes to zero? I said, well, that way I can get Madison Square Garden you know, for nothing, I can get a corporate jet. You know, Apple's got a bunch of them. I get one of their jets. And he goes, well, how can you do that? I said, well, if the stock market's at zero, that means every company in the country is worthless. 
That means all their stuff's free. <laughs> so, you know, I think a lot of us forget that stocks are backed by real assets, by real buildings, by real people. And, you know, I would love it to go to zero, be the buying opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, right, right. But that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so, nah. but, but I think what you have to think about here is, is with all the volatility right now, you know, all the uncertainty right now, it's extremely high. And of course, like I said, the media doesn't really help things is when you're building your plan for financial independence retirement, you have to focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. You can't control what unemployment is. You can't control what inflation is, but you certainly can control the risk in your portfolio. You can control the amount of income you have coming in consistently every year. So I think that the important point here is you've really got to focus on what in that portfolio or in your retirement plan uh, you know, you actually have some power over and the rest of it. Well, you know what? You, you kind of have to just accept not everything is controlled. I wish it was. Well, the thing is, you got to think about it. If you own your own business or if you did own your own business, when business goes down because the economy is cyclical, right? It doesn't always go up, right? The economy is cyclical. You have downturns in the economy and then you have a downturn in the stock market. But just if you owned your company, you don't sit there and put your head in the sand and, and tell all your employees, go home. Business is down. Uh, come back when business is good, right? You tell everybody to work harder, work for longer, be innovative. You know, you try your best to get things to improve. Well, that's not a unique idea. That's what every company in the world does every day. No, they, they really do. And the same thing with your portfolio. Like right now is the worst time to put your head in the sand, right? And I know a lot of you right now are like, I don't want to look at my statement. I don't want to deal with the issues. I'll wait till things get better. And that's the worst thing you can do because right now is the best time to be proactive. You know, when you have volatility, and Bob, you love to say volatility was uh, created to keep the uninformed. Well, I forget how you said it. How do you say it better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I say God created volatility to keep the uninformed poor, right? Because there if you you're go. informed, <laughs> then you know exactly what we're talking about. Common sense. If the market goes up over time, every pullback is an opportunity. Not to bit panicky, right? And it's amazing. Just like think, right this year, if you were able to time this bear market we had earlier in the year, you got out on January 4th, and then you had to be smart enough to get back in the middle of June, right? So you just got done selling, paying 20%, you know, in taxes, and now you got to be smart enough to get back in. That's crazy. Yeah, it's ludicrous. Um, but in the meantime, there's a lot of proactive in your control type decisions you can make. Like right now, maybe you can do some tax swaps on your portfolio, and you can use those losses against your gains later on. Right now, you can look to re-diversify because what we find is when you have times of volatility like this, the leadership in the market tends to change. You know, make sure that your money's spread out correctly. And most importantly, revisit that income plan, right? Because if you are retired now, you're looking to retire, you got to fill in that income gap and you can start looking at like what portfolio income am I receiving right now? How do I take Social Security and start really revisiting everything again that can be in your control. But the more you look at it now, and, and even taxes right now, if you take money that's down and you put into a Roth IRA, it could be tax-free later. These are things you can control. And these are what we find that most of you don't focus on. And you miss the boat on all the great opportunities that are going to solidify your retirement. So what I hear you say, Ry, it's, it's important to stay invested, but it's a lot easier to stay invested if you're diversified. Now, every talking head on the news will tell you, you know, diversification, diversification, but they don't really tell you how to do it. So for example, next week, I'm spending every day next week, reinvesting our dividends that we're receiving from our pipeline investment, right? Our energy investment, because that's going up right now. 
And that's how you get compensated while you wait for the rest of the portfolio to go up. And you, don't, you should even wait. You should take that money and invest in what's down the most because that's going to have its time in the sun as well. Well, I think what it comes down to about what you're saying here is you have to have a discipline, right? It's probably more critical instead of picking the right investments. And I have this conversation with a potential client this week. You know, she was asking me like, well, which, which index funds do I buy? You know, which value fund is the best? It doesn't really matter. It's more about how you diversify your money or how you create a discipline around how you actually manage your money than it is about picking the right investments. And what I will say most of you don't have is a discipline and a game plan that you follow through thick and thin. That's the difference between success and failure when you're trying to be financially independent. Most of you miss that point. You know, Rye, this whole conversation reminds me of the very first educational 401k meeting I did for one of our largest clients. And so one of the, uh, one of the uh, truck drivers in the audience stood up and he said, all right, Bob, let me get this right. The market goes up over time, short term, it can go down. And that's usually a buying opportunity. He said, but you didn't cover, you know, my biggest concern. I said, well, what's that? He goes, well, what if there's a nuclear war? <laughs> I said, well, you know, last I checked, the world doesn't end very often, but in the event that it does, you know, it really doesn't matter what's in your portfolio. <laughs> yeah, the nuclear war, I think you had bigger problems to, uh, to, to wear, or you want to worry about anything. It's all over. Uh, but if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, this is what I need. I need a game plan. Things are volatile right now. I don't have a discipline around my portfolio to make sure that I'm going to be financially independent or financially secure. Well, we literally have five slots left throughout this show here. If you call or text right now and you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement, Bob and I will run for you now our total financial master plan, our famous total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. There's no other firm out there. We'll do all this work up front for free. We literally go through everything for you. In fact, we'll build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture, and we're going to hone in on every single financial issue you need to address today, whether it's an income plan. Do you have an income plan for retirement? When that paycheck stops, how do you draw from your portfolio? How do you take Social Security? Well, there's a myriad of ways to take Social Security. There's one optimal way for you. How do you take that income from your portfolio, adjust it for inflation? Your costs are going to double over the next 20 years. We're going to put together that full income game plan, make sure that you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. We're going to do a deep dive of every single investment you own and those annuities, brokerage products, mutual funds. We're going to show you where all the hidden costs are show you how to reduce the cost on your portfolio on all those products Wall Street loves to sell you. And we're going to optimize your portfolio for taxes. Now what you make is what you take. We're going to give you our full tax playbook to make sure you're paying less in tax on your portfolio. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard now as markets are all over the place? Was your risk concentrated where you're down more than you thought you would be? Or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money as inflation's at a 40-year high paralysis by analysis, we're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to invest your money, diversify it, grow it, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have five slots left if you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PL. A-N-N-Y-C. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation for this service. There's no cost. But you won't have a plan. 
unless you're one of our next five callers. So text or call right now, 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about myself and Bob and our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-A. Simply go to bbullish.com. That's bbullish.com. You can learn more about our boutique firm and you can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. Again, P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to bbullish.com. That's bbullish.com. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show at Radio WABC. Well, we've had a pretty action-packed show this hour. Uh, Steve Forbes, you know why he, I think he's just, he should be president of the United States. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we could trade in Joe Biden for Steve Forbes? Wouldn't that be incredible? I mean, can you imagine how quickly we could turn this American economy around? How many jobs we would we create? How many businesses we would create? How fast we could reduce our deficit? How much we could simplify our tax code? I am heartbroken about what's happened to our country in the last 18 months. Trump had us on exactly the right course. And I don't always agree with Trump's antics and behavior. I don't approve at all of what happened on January 6th. But in terms of his policies, I loved him. And we should be booming right now. The reason the American economy isn't booming, the reason we have you know 4 and $5 gallon gasoline across America, the reason that we went from being energy independent to be dependent on on our enemies now for our energy is because of bad policy decisions, one after another after another. And when I see the intimidation tactics that the IRS is using, by the way, did you know that 99% of the IRS um, employee union money goes to the Democrats? Do you think that's just a coincidence? <laughs> I don't. What happened here is the Democrats said, hey, I know how, a, a way we can get more money into our campaign coffers. We'll, we'll hire more IRS agents. They're then they'll give money to the union. The union will put it in a pack and they will give it to the Democrats, right back to the Democrats who, who hired these people in the first place. That's called graft. That's graft. <laughs> it used to be illegal in this country. Uh, that's how these people buy the elections. Um, I do think we're going to get through this. I do think that uh, Republicans are going to take Congress, as my buddy Larry Kudlow likes to say, the cavalry is coming. But now is not the time to be complacent. And our group, uh, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and by the way, please go to our website, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and get our free hotline. It costs nothing. I'm not selling you anything. I just want you to be well informed. Um, we are outspent, you know, five to one by the Democrats because they get so much. All these liberal groups are funded by the government. Can you imagine how much money is going to go into the coffers of groups like uh, the Sierra Club and groups like uh, the Environmental Defense Fund and all these other liberal uh, organizations as a result of this bill. It's just a circle of money, taxpayer money going right into the pockets of these liberal interest groups. Uh, the unions are going to make a fortune off this bill. The green groups are going to make a fortune. Um, it's hard to believe that we're able to defend the free enterprise system, given how much money the government is spending to destroy it. And I'm going to tell you one joke, and then I will... Uh, uh, bring this show to an end. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the difference between a taxidermist and a tax collector? I'll say that again. What is the difference between a tax collector and a taxidermist? Answer, the taxidermist only takes your skin. I'm Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC, and I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful weekend. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 